7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. And a very good evening and thank you for joining us on the show. Um, after the weekend that was, I am Tabiso Musia, Loyolom Kalipi and Katleho Mudiba are producing and Sylvester Komane is our technical producer at this evening. And what a weekend it was, obviously dominated, well not such... An, an exciting sporting weekends, but it, it was dominated by the Soweto Derby, which ended in a 1-1 draw. Not the greatest of matches. I was there at the FNB Stadium, actually very far from uh, the greatest of matches, and the result is probably what both teams deserved, uh, despite the Pirates fans, of course, not being happy with that penalty that was awarded to Kaiser Chiefs. It looked very soft, but we've seen those given by some referees. So it ended in a stalemate that a Soweto Derby. And also, well done to our under-20 men's football team. The boys have qualified for for this year's FIFA World Cup to be played in Poland after reaching the semi-finals of the Junior AFCON in Niger. Certainly the highlight of the weekend. Not much else that happened. The Proteas are in action this week. They face Sri Lanka starting on Wednesday, the first of two test matches at Kingsmead in Devon. And then Super Rugby finally gets underway this weekend. Looking forward to that, especially because it is a World Cup year. But tonight on the show, we are going to talk about a disturbing story that was uncovered by Special Assignment Investigators. That's the SABC 3 program. It airs on Sunday night, a special assignment. And they discovered that uh, there are some football coaches allegedly running bogus soccer academies where at some some academies, 50 kids are made to sleep in in a four-roomed house. They don't get food. And shockingly, they are also molested by these coaches. So we've decided to highlight what is happening happening here to create awareness and we've invited special assignment on the show and uh, they will talk to us about this disgusting uh, happenings at these so-called football academies by these so-called uh, football or coaches uh, because according to this team of investigators on special assignment i mean these coaches even have a whatsapp group where they discuss these cruel acts and uh, last night part of the investigation was aired on sapc3 and i do understand that another part will be added this coming weekend and Sipiwe Linda who has been working on this case from special assignment will talk to us about what was uncovered during their investigations and uh, Saru South African rugby was uh, taken to the SA Human Rights Commission. They actually appeared before the Human Rights Commission uh, today. That's another story that caught our attention. That's after a group of black Springbok fans were allegedly racially abused during a match uh, between the Box and the All Blacks in October last year at Loftus. I'm sure we all remember that game. And uh, one of the supporters, uh, Lungasi Yo, who's also an advocate by profession, uh, filed a complaint and then reported this incident to the Human Rights Commission. And as I mentioned, he uh, hearing was had was held earlier today so we will speak to uh, mr ceo just to find out what led uh, to this what is going on here because we do understand that they were called uh, they were taunted and called all sorts of names and they were even called baboons and they were ridiculed and they were uh, accused of being eff members all because they were wearing the red special edition Springbok jersey that was commissioned by Saru to mark the 25th anniversary of rugby unity in South Africa. So we'll speak to Mr. CEO about that. And please feel free uh, to join the show at any time on 0891-104-207. Our SMS line is 40938. And on WhatsApp, we do take voice notes on 061-4104-107. And we are using the hashtag SAFMSpotOn on our social media. For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia, weekdays at 7 p.m.
So then let's get to this expose that was done by SABC uh, program, a special assignment. Um, it aired last night. It's a shocking story to say the least uh, because what they've uncovered here is a really, really disturbing uh, football uh, hope, football hopefuls, young boys allegedly being sexually molested at unlicensed soccer academies. And as I mentioned, I mean, so many kids are made to sleep in a four-roomed house. Uh, we saw on TV, they don't even get food. They don't get the basics. But to get more on the story, we are joined on the line by Spiwa Linda, who is an investigative a reporter and producer on us on a special assignment. Uh, Spiwe, uh, good evening, sir, and thank you very much for joining us on SAFM. Hello, Mr. Linda. Okay, we're going to try and get uh, Sipiwe Linda on a better line uh, there. And as I mentioned, he's part of the team uh, that uncovered and uh, they did this expose. They actually did the first part of this about a year ago. And uh, from what I saw yesterday on the TV, um, it was this This was the second part. Now they were giving an update on what's transpired um, in uh, from last year up until now. And also they're going to continue this expose uh, this week on a special assignment. And if you are familiar with some of these happenings or if you are a parent, uh, please uh, fulfill free to join uh, to join this conversation at any time and just let us know what you know because we are trying to create awareness here to uh, make sure that these kind of things don't happen and I do understand that there's there have been arrests already uh, so uh, Spiro Linda will talk to us about that and feel free to call us on 0891104207 we take SMSs on 40938 and uh, WhatsApp voice notes on 0614104107 and for those on social media uh, we use the hashtag SAFM spot on at SAFM radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. And we've got Mr. Linda back on the line. Good evening, uh, Spiwa Linda. Thank you very much for joining us on SAFM. Good evening, Tabiso and uh, SAFM listeners. Let's get to this. I mean, I was watching the episode yesterday and as I mentioned, I was in shock. And this is actually something that you've been investigating for over a year. Firstly, how did you come across this story? Yes. Um, uh, firstly, thank thank you for the opportunity. So basically, what happened is um, uh, um, the matter was brought to us by a very concerned uh, primary school teacher who was teaching one of these boys. So basically, this boy he, he stayed. He came to school hungry. He was not given proper food as an athlete. He was coming from Devon, so he was questioned by the teacher. So when 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 the teacher was questioning the boy, she was told that you no, know, uh, um, he's day in, in in an academy, so-called an academy, and they are not given proper food, you know. And this teacher called us a special assignment to 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 get and 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 investigate the matter. When I investigated the matter, I met this boy and other boys and only to find out that they were staying in a very confined um, confinement house in uh, Protiat Lane. There were about 50 of them, mm. you know. So um, I, I tried to get into these boys, you know, and they were trained so well not to speak to outsiders. But mm. it took me a while, but I managed to get into them and that's when I found out that except for them not eating properly as athletes, but they are being molested as well. Hmm. 
I, I, yeah. I mentioned at the top of the show when I was watching last night, you mentioned that you've actually been uh, uh, investigating this for a year and, and there was something yes. that aired last year. What, which part aired last year? Well, the investigation started in late 2017. Uh That's where we discovered about 12 of these so-called academies in and around Soweto. So basically these coaches, they're all from, majority of them, so to say, they're from KZN in Devon. They bring boys from KZN and other uh, um, uh, uh, provinces to Jobek. They, they, They rent the forum houses, in, in, in and around Soweto. Uh, one coach will have about uh, 50 boys in, 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 in the forum house. What I did after finding that there is about more than 12 of these houses that they have more than 50 boys, I went to FIFA to find out what are the requirements of one having an academy mm. and only to find out that there's not even one single coach uh, who renting a forum house who who meet the requirements of 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 uh, fifas want uh, um, to have an academy mm. so um that was a shock to me you know apparently one to be to qualify to to own an academy they have to have a physiotherapist a doctor and they they need to have a proper uh, a menu diet mm. you know for athletes but that thing, it doesn't happen at all. In fact, they even have to have fields within the premises of the academy, you know. So these boys, their parents, they pay uh, about a minimum of 1.5 a month to 2.5, you know. And they are soccer players, uh, future soccer players. The coaches, when they need to take them to teams, in fact, they do take them to teams like Pirates, Kaiser uh, Chiefs, Highlands Park, and all of those. They have connections there. But for them to get into uh, uh, trials of those uh, professional teams, they, they need to sleep with these coaches. I, I, I saw that it seems like it's more than just one academy, and I think you've touched on that, where these boys are being sexually abused. Um, are, they, are, these, are they related in any way? Are they separate incidents, or, or are there similar patterns? Are these, are these coaches working together here? You know what? Um, it took me a while to see that these people, they know each other. They even have a WhatsApp. went to Devon to meet the parents of these boys. Um, my sources, they will show me the WhatsApp messages, you know. So one uh, uh, perpetra- alleged perpetrator will send my source a message. So my source would be uh, uh, um, coaches from Devon, legitimate, legitimate coaches from Devon. So they will, the, the, the perpetrators, they will send my source a message that we know that Spiro is there. And another one, mm. within three minutes, will also send a message, you know. And I was told by my sources that, no, these people, they know each other. They went there with the same uh, mentality, you understand, to make money out of these boys, uh, to, to, to even molest them. You know, so I understand there is a WhatsApp group because I also got a, 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 a threat, you know, the threat that if I continue with this, it will kill me, you know. So there is a WhatsApp group of all these coaches that are doing this thing. As we speak right now, there is a coach who who, 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 who was arrested 
uh, in the presence of uh, the police minister Pelipele, but he managed to 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 get to 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 go out. In fact, his case was struck off the roll. As we speak, I'm told that uh, he's with another coach that is also being investigated. So it's a group of coaches um, that they know each other, who have the same mentality. They they all sleeping with these boys. And how many cases of sexual abuse have you found a special assignment so far? Well, uh, we, we, we have about four cases uh, that were successful. We've got Lindani Chusi, who we also confronted, who has about six um, charges of rape. Um, and all of them, they were proven positive by the doctors. He was arrested sometime last year. But he managed, the docket was lost. I don't know how we're still investigating that. The docket was lost, he was out. Um, that's the reason why we, we went to uh, the, the, the Minister of Police. That mm. Look, we've got about four people, four perpetrators, alleged perpetrators, who, who are sleeping with boys. All of them, they are out. And, you know, funny thing is that they, 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 they go out and they're continuing doing this. So we thought a special assignment, we can't let this go on. That's when we went to the uh, uh, the Minister of, of, of Police. He intervened. We went and arrested in his presence to a couple of these academies. Hmm. And we the, 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 the successful arrests were uh, uh, the alleged perpetrator, uh, Lindani Tusi and Pilakren. But again, then again, uh, Lindani Tusi is out again. Uh, the, the case is struck off because the docket is lost again. But um, Pilakele is still behind bars. He's kept uh, in custody. He's appearing again for bail uh, application. But I'm told by the I.O. that he's going to deny him bail. So there's another one by the name Alfio uh, Nala. He also faked his death after knowing that he is being wanted by the Hawks. He faked his death. He came back again last year and he, he threatened one of our sources. And how many cases did he have? Uh, we've got about four. Four With, cases. For Alfio Nala. Yes, no, no. For Alfio Nala, we uh, he allegedly molested about five boys that we interviewed. Well, for those who've just joined us, we are speaking to producer and investigative reporter at Special Assignment, Sipiwe Linda. Uh, they've done some wonderful work here uncovering what is a, a, a shocking pattern of events, of events, unregistered football academy, while academies posing to be youth football academies. And what is happening here is that they are molesting these boys. They're not giving them, they're not treating them well. They're ill-treating some of them. I saw on the episode last night that some of them are not even going to, to, to school, even though the parents expect them to be at school and they're paying for them to be at school. Mm-hmm. And if you are familiar with some of these academies or you have a similar story to share, please uh, feel free to call us on 0891-104-207, SMS 40938, or WhatsApp. We take voice notes on 061-4104-107, and we're using the hashtag SAFM Spot On on social media, and we're trying to create awareness. Even if you're not familiar or you know that there are, there's a boy that you know, a parent who sent a boy to the academies, please alert them to what is happening so that they can check on their kids. We've got an SMS here that came from T who says that a while ago I met a young boy about 16 years at Park Station. He was from Peter Marisbeck. He was waiting for the soccer coach to take him to Soweto. 
to start training. He was clueless as to the details, and I believe that he could have been a victim of this. And um, Gancho says didn't one of the bogus soccer coaches commit suicide? Well, maybe it's what uh, Spiwe is telling us now about this Alfias Nala who actually faked his death after he saw that they were hot on his heels. We're going to continue this conversation after this break. Tabiso Musiya on SAFM. Still speaking to producer and investigative reporter at Special Assignment, Spiwe Linda. Spiwe, you mentioned doctors earlier on. Did you a special assignment taken upon yourself to, to make sure that they are tested uh, by, by the doctors? And I also saw that there was a psychologist on your show last night. Yes, um, we, indeed we did that. So what happened is after the boys opened the case, obviously they will go to some medical um, tests and all of those. And in one case um, of the perpetrator, um, Pilatele, the social worker intervened and uh, she took the boy to the doctor and indeed it was confirmed that uh, he was molested. In fact, all the cases that we have of the boys, they went to... Um, the, the for, for for medical tests and it was confirmed that indeed they they were molested. How hard was was it for you for for these boys to confide in you? Because you mentioned that they were promised for a trials at these big clubs and they were trained very well not to talk about what's happening. Yo, it's so difficult. I don't think you would go there and these boys they will start talking. You they need to gain trust, mm-hmm. you know. You know, so I, I don't know. I don't know what they do to these boys, but it took me for about four months, if I'm not mistaken, for them to to talk. They don't even tell their parents. Their parents, it came as a shock to them. Even today, some of the parents, they don't even believe that this thing is happening. You know, I think because of the, they're so vulnerable. They want. They see themselves as uh, future soccer stars. Mm. They can bear anything. They can bear being molested. They can bear staying hungry. They can bear anything, you know, uh, uh, to, to, to be where they want to be. You know, if you can't... Oh. Okay, just just hold on there. We're going to try and get you on a better line. There's Spiwe Linda, uh, a a special assignment uh, investigative reporter and producer. We do apologize for the line. It does seem like there are um, uh, signal issues that we're having. I can see people in Pretoria and Kempton Park telling us that they're struggling with signal and uh, we're really not sure what it is, but we've alerted our technical uh, department. On Twitter, Nkosinati Walls says, uh, good evening, Tabiso and SAFM radio listeners. Listening to tonight's interview just leaves one with a sour taste in the mouth as to why rotten, as to how rotten we as humans have become. What is it that we are dealing with here? Are we really cruel, uh, so cruel to kill the future of South African football and also on Facebook Prince Mtanzi says uh, Safa needs to regulate these academies it's disturbing to note that parents would allow their kids to live for a place like this this is a total children exploitation and abuse and the law must take its course we've got Spiwe Linda back with us Spiwe apologies about that you were just talking to us about how tough it was to gain the trust of these boys and you'd been talking to them for four months before they opened up yeah, so what I'm saying is that it, it's, it's very difficult for them to, to, to confide to anyone, not even to their parents. They don't do that. You know, I think it's because they're so vulnerable. They see themselves as soccer stars of tomorrow, you know, so they can bear anything. They can bear being molested. They can bear staying without food. You understand? Mm-hmm. That is why 
that they want to do uh, on them. They and and especially because they are away from their parents. Mm. Now I'm told by social development that these boys they're not supposed to 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 be away of of of, of their uh, the, the guidance of their parents. You know because of such things. If they're away, they think the only parents or guidance that they have is their coaches. And if the coaches, they say this, look, sleeping with you is the only way, you know, they they, they, they just allow the coaches to do that to them, you know, because they think that's the way to, 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 to success. And what's the average age group of these players that we're talking about? Look, um, we, we, had, we, we had uncovered a 10-year-old uh, with the minister. There was a 10-year-old who, who, when the minister asked, where are you from? Just that question. When the, when the minister posed that question, where are you from? The boy couldn't even talk. He just cried. You know, so we've got an average of 9 to 16 year old. And you, I saw on the program last night that you actually managed to corner some of these uh, suspects, some of these alleged coaches. What did they have to say for themselves? Um, you know what? These guys, are, 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 I would say that they are con artists. They are able. They they are able to stay calm. They are able to 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 maneuver when you talk to them. You know, they they have answers right there and there. You know, when I confronted Pilakel, um, he said to me, "Yeah." Uh, because that was the, was that was not the first time meeting Pilakele. I met Pilakele, and there were allegations back in Tehran that he molested a, a eight-year-old. When I confronted him back in 2018, early 2018, he said to me, "No, no, those were just uh, 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 allegations. That was the lie." You know, up until a certain coach brought to my attention that you know what Pilakele also raped a boy here in. Um, back in Zerbakon. That's when I went to a uh, special assignment sent me to Devon and I, I found out that he, he molested a boy. He, uh, he was eight years old at the time and I was told that he pleaded guilty and he was given a, a three-year suspension uh, for, for, for that case. He then came to Devon to, to, to join his back to coach in another academy. That's where he raised another boy. So when I confronted him and I was I was saying all these allegations for him, to, you know they they don't give you a straight answer, but they have a way of you know maneuvering. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm just gonna say these guys they are con artists. They know how to do their thing. So it's only when the the the, the, the justice can take it, its place and 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 they can be prosecuted. That's what you want. You know, they let the justice take its place and let these guys be prosecuted. But is the law taking its course then if, 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 if someone pleads guilty and is given a three-year suspended sentence? Isn't that lenient? What did you make of that? I was shocked. I interviewed the parent of, of the boy who, who was uh, uh, molested. She said to me, look, I'm the one who said to the court, to the court uh, let, let the coach be given a lighter sentence because he's a neighbor. You understand? So I don't know. I really don't know what to say on that because these parents, they are also vulnerable, you know, and they are from, most of them, they, they, they are from a very different background, you know. So I, I don't know. We, we really need some intervention to, to, to make these parents aware 
that you can sell your your son uh, to be abused for 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 a success. You understand? So it's, it's a, we we really need people. We really need uh, uh, departments, uh, relevant departments, to intervene to to make awarenesses, to go to Deben and other provinces to make these parents aware that look, do not sell your your children. You understand? I mean, for the parent to say no, let the court give the coach a lighter sentence. That I think that's the, according to the parents, that's the reason why uh, Pilatello was given three years suspension after he pleaded guilty. So we really need an, 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 an intervention. Some of the parents uh, uh, that, that I met, they came to, they were transported to, to, to Joburg to come yes. and see the environment that their boys live in. When I, when I went to first them at tax station, they thought maybe I'm one of the coaches who 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 is jealous of 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 other coaches that their their boys are in, and I told them, listen, you know, I'm trying to help you. I'm not even a coach. I'm not interested in soccer. You understand? But if you don't want to, well, it's fine. But it, it, when when we went to one of these academies, they were shocked. They were crying. You understand? But uh, uh, um, they, we've got another parents who are still. Uh, in denial that this thing is happening. Hence, I'm saying that we need any intervention and someone should make an awareness to, to these parents that this is what is happening to your, ch- to, to your children. You said you've been investigating this since 2017 and you've brought it to the attention of the police now. Uh, are you satisfied with the pace of the police and the seriousness which, which, with uh, which they are dealing with this with this matter? Uh, uh, I'll, uh, when I had a rate uh, with the Minister of Police, uh, which was a successful rate. He invited the Minister of Social Development. There was also a, an MEC of Public Safety. It was a successful rate. They were, they were arrested. But now, one uh, uh, alleged culprit who was arrested in the presence of the Minister is also out uh, the case of drug off the roll, the docket is lost. You know, such things, I, I, I really have them saying that I'm still investigating what, what happened to, and this person, believe me, he was given, he was granted bail before, and he absconded uh, uh, um, the, 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 the court date. But again, he was, he was released, the, the case was drug off the roll. I would say that I'm, 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 I'm fairly uh, satisfied, but the people like Lindani Tusi who are out now, and I know for the fact that they will continue recruiting another boys, and chances are they will be poor victims. They need to be behind bars. The prosecution need to take place, and you know, and the, the justice need to take its course. And as we wrap up now, um, what can we expect in the next uh, episode of Special Assignment? Because I saw that you will uh, continue now uh, with the part where the minister gets involved on Sunday. Yes, of course. So um, we will be showing uh, the rates that I'm talking about, where we will be also, the minister will also be talking uh, uh, with a 10-year-old who we suspect, uh, but we are waiting for the results from uh, 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 the doctors, but we suspect that he is also a victim. So that will be the rate, and and, and we'll be showing uh, uh, again 
you know, uh, uh, in fact, what we're trying to do is to show an, an awareness uh, to the parents, hoping this time they will see that this thing it's it's really, you know, you know, a serious matter that even the the, the officials, the ministers, they are intervening. You know, so basically, what we'll be showing it's the rate because some some of the parents I spoke to there's there's another parent back in Devon. Um, we did not uh, uh, um, show uh, uh, that element. A parent is a boy who was also raped when the parent was from work. He found the boy and the coach in a toilet. Mm-hmm. You know, when I spoke to the mother, he did not. She she did not want to speak to me. She thought maybe I'm one of the coaches. She even said, "Oh, you know what? I don't want to speak to you. Speak to them, the I.O. and all of those." So I'm I'm hoping uh, the mothers like uh, or the parents like that mother they will see that um, we we are trying to uh, uh, do an awareness and to help their kids out there. So I'm hoping that everyone would tune into special assignment on Sunday and they will take this as an awareness and even those who who are still willing to take their kids to the academies they will see this and they will rather opt for the professional development because there is only one academy in South Africa according to SAFA which is School of Excellence but the the likes of professional teams they have uh, only development so I'm hoping that the parents don't trust the coaches, you know, mm-hmm. to take their kids to there. They will, you know, opt for, for professional development. They will, you know, as a parent, you are allowed to take your boy to a development. If he knows soccer, he will be taken. Mm-hmm. He will go for trials, he will be taken, he will become a star. He will go to a... And you don't even have to pay at the School of Excellence because they take care of the education and they take care of the football side of it. We've actually interviewed them on this show. We've got Vero that's called us from Bedford View. Good evening, Vero. Thank you for joining us. It's Vuyelo. Oh, sorry, Vuyelo. Apologies for that. Thank you for joining us. I find that uh, I'm a big fan for special assignment. That uh, when is the repeat? Because sometimes we we miss out because of the work, all that. Okay, I'm glad you. Okay, I'm glad you called for that because that's also why we felt that uh, we should highlight this uh, because some people could have missed it on special assignment. When is the repeat um, uh, as P-Ware? And I also saw that uh, it's also on YouTube. The episode has already been loaded. Yes, um, it's on YouTube. So people, if they want to, 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 to watch the episode, they can go to a special assignment uh, a YouTube page. Well, yeah, in terms of the repeat, it used to be on um 5:30 on Saturdays, but I will I will check and maybe maybe I will let you know so that you can also let the listeners know. But definitely yeah. on YouTube they will find us on the special assignment page. Yes, and last night's episode is already there. And as we wrap up now, I also saw that there were two cases of suicide being reported yesterday. Are they also related to your investigations? Yes, for sure. So uh, what is happening is there is, I remember I said there is uh, four uh, alleged culprits. Yes. There is another one who is still out there with the boys in the Nasia South. I found out back in Devon that uh, he this uh, culprit by the name Ace Nzimande. Um, he uh, molested a boy. On the day when the poor was supposed to, a day before when the poor was supposed to go identify him, he was found hanged 
in a backyard of his home. You know, when the parents, when I interviewed the parents, they told me that um, when the specialists came uh, uh, on the scene, they said, this doesn't seem like suicide. I, we, 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 a special assignment, we spoke to the minister, and, and the minister is aware of this, and they are making their own investigations. So another boy who died, he was also rec- recruited by Pilar Pele. He died on poison. They, there are papers to prove that from the pathologist. He died on poison here in Durban, so here in, in, in Johannesburg. So those are the two uh, cases of the boys who died, and they are indeed related to um, the uh, soccer academies and so-called soccer academies and the coaches. We've got Viola back on the line. Viola, apologies for that. I think I cut you off before you wanted to finish your point. Yes, as I said, I followed this program. Mm. But you know what amazed me? I don't know what's wrong. African parents, really there's something not, it's not right, man, about us. How can you let the 10-year-old to the person you don't know to the other side of the city and you think you're cool with it? And the things that I the put there is saying really are shocking to my ears. Mm, really, really shocking. It's a sad situation. Mm, and, he, and he even mentions that actually one of the parents pleaded for leniency when one of the coaches appeared in court. I mean, really. It's like they're giving children so that these children can, can be ATM for them because they see that these children are going to make money for us. Yeah. No, man. No, not, not, definitely shocking there. Thank you for that call, Viela, in Bedford View. Finally, Spio, what message do you have for the parents? I know you've been mentioning parents a lot and you really want to help them here. What message do you have for some of the parents that might be naive and really believe that they're supporting their children's dreams? What are the signs that they need to look out for here? The parents, they need to accompany their kids to the uh, professional developments. One, as a parent, weren't you there? And you take your uh, your your boy there, you you would automatically see if this thing is dodgy. In fact, don't even offer for these uh, uh, academies. Uh, uh, academy. I, I know there are those who who, who you know they mean uh, best for 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 kids out there for South African kids. But unfortunately, you know the Pogas academies they 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 they, they make this. this you know, so I'm, I'm I'm saying to the parents, let them go to professional development. Accompany your your kid there. See where they're staying, because Hello. some because these academies don't have beds. From what I saw last night, they're sleeping they on the floor. Not, yeah, most of them they do not have beds. They're sleeping on the floor, so it's the situation is bad. There. You can't have an academy and have a, a kid sleeping in the kitchen. Anything can happen that they can get electrocuted. You understand? They are not uh, uh, monitored, uh, those houses. So, in fact, even if it was a proper house, but it doesn't qualify for to, to, to be an academy according to FIFA requirements. So, let the parents take their boys to proper development, and they, not, they, they don't have to sleep there. You go there, they go to training, you, you, you come back with your child. That's the way it is. Let the parents be aware of these Boras academies and let them be there for their boys. I think that's that's the way and yeah, that's the way to go. Okay, the last one we'll take on this is Mdange in Cape Town. Good evening, Mdange. Hey, good 
Just like all of us and the people that are reacting here on social media, Mdange and Litabo actually from uh, SABC Sports Reporter, she says that the screening of these academies and coaches needs to be thorough. In 2017, then 35, Foster Maluleke was convicted of a rape of a boy, 14 at the time, and this was at Benny's Sports Academy, and this happened back in uh, 2004. I actually seem to uh, remember the story that they did cover uh, that side, and Pelicile wants to know who accredits and sign all signs of the existence of these football academies. It should be the FA. And Numpo says, no, man, this is said, surely not in the name of uh, football. And uh, Tato Kugama says, I saw a special assignment last night. It's shocking what these animals are doing, molesting underage boys under the guises of soccer academies. Why are the authorities quiet on this? And these perpetrators getting away with it. And uh, also, uh, okay, I can't say the other SMS. But finally, as Piwe, what is the Minister Begitele saying about this about these missing documents that dockets that you've mentioned we haven't contacted uh, the minister uh, with, with regards to that um i was told that let's do our uh, firstly do our investigation before we we but i'm i'm i'm, I'm sure that he is aware but we don't know what is it that he's gonna do at this at this moment because we haven't uh, contacted his office okay next episode on sunday what time uh, on Sunday, half past nine, watch a uh, special assignment. Um, uh, 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 another episode of this uh, Doji Soccer Academy who molested the boys. Please keep us updated uh, with whatever you're going so we can highlight and create awareness. And you're doing a great job. There's Piwelinda and your team uh, with special assignment. And I'll end with these SMSs from people now who say, how, uh, Jack in Albertin says, how can people do this to kids and be so evil, even have a WhatsApp group to commit their acts of evil? It's shocking. Will you blame the parents if they take the law into their hands? I wish Becky Taylor can call in and answer. Good work by Spiwe Linda and the special assignment team. And uh, somebody says, evening, what a chilling discovery. It is really heartbreaking to say the least. I can't even begin to imagine the devastation wreaked, wreaked into the lives of these young boys. Very, very sad. As Spiwe Linda, thank you very much for joining us. It's an unfortunate story, uh, but thank you very much for joining us to talk about this and for covering the story and getting the getting the story behind it 
Okay, he's gone. We seem to have lost him there. Sapiwe Elinda, um, special assignment investigative reporter. You can catch it on YouTube. I saw the link. It's up there. Special assignment on YouTube and uh, watch this full episode. Really, really shocking stuff. And please spread the word and let's create um, awareness here because on special assignment, they even put up the posters of some of these academies. I've also got them and I'll also put them up on my social media pages uh, so that uh, we can create this awareness. And Emmanuel Malachi says, no, I know of two guys in my class who are arrested for the same offences to what you've been discussing. It's never good to hear such stories. And uh, so it's not good to hear the story that we're going to discuss next. Uh, SA Rugby appearing before the Human Rights Commission uh, over allegations of racism during the Springboks and the All Blacks match at Loftus last year. And we'll speak to Advocate Lungasi. You're next. At SAFM Radio and at Tabiso Musia on Twitter. Okay, so let's get to the other story then that caught our attention. Sure. Could catch my breath there for a second. Um, let's get to the other story that that caught our attention. Actually, uh, today we do we we uh, we do believe that SA Rugby appeared before the SA Human Rights Commission. We did invite them, of course, to ask for a response, and they did not uh, agree to speak to us. But we've got on the line here Ulungasi, uh, your advocate, Lungasi, or rather, he was one of the victims of this racial abuse at Loftus last year, and uh, he will tell us more about this. Uh, Mr. Seyo, good evening, and thank you very much for joining us on SAFM. Thank you. Good evening to you and your listeners. Firstly, can we confirm if there was an appearance at the Human Rights Commission today? And if so, how did it go? Well, I can confirm that there was an appearance at the Human Rights Commission. I, as the complainant, was was present and together with the other interlocutories that were called. Unfortunately, I can't go into the details of the discussions or the resolutions that were taken because the nature of the meeting was confidential. Therefore, at this stage, I cannot disclose anything in that regard. Are you able to tell us who exactly was in attendance from all sides? Yes, yeah. Okay. Who was there from... Can, sa- yes? Well, the, the meeting was facilitated through the auspices of the South African Human Rights Commission, the body to which I laid a complaint with, and present were representatives of the South African Human Rights Commission, led by the Gauteng Acting Provincial Manager, Mr. Buang Jones, and from the South African Rugby Union, you had the President of the South African Rugby Union, Mr. Mark Alexander, you had the Chief Executive Officer, uh, Mr. Yuri Ru, and there was also legal representative. Um, Ms. Vanessa, who is the legal advisor of the South African Rugby Union. Okay. Now, as the complainant, Mr. CEO, uh, what are you complaining about? Well, this stems from an incident that occurred on the 6th of October last year at Loftus Festival Stadium in Pretoria, just before the Springboks played against the All Blacks. And what had transpired is that we were trying to allocate. I was at the stadium right outside with a group of friends. There were approximately nine or ten of us. We were dressed in the red special edition Springbok rugby jerseys that were commissioned by Saru to commemorate 25 years of unity. And during the, the stage wherein we were looking for our gates, I, I noticed uh, two individuals white men who were pointing in our direction and in the first instance i heard one say that in afrikaans he said 
LSBSS. And I thought it was a peculiar statement to make, considering that we had a rugby match and not at a political rally. But be that as it may, as I was digesting that statement and its import, thereafter I, I overheard another individual respond and say, yeah, kegtar, kegtar, dipobian. And that is so what transpired thereafter that I approached this individual and confronted him about what he said. We got into a bit of, a, of an argument. He denied having said that, but I know he was lying because I heard him. And what transpired is that there, 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 there was a woman who took him and, and dragged him out of the confrontation, and, and they went off. I didn't, I didn't report the matter to the police because I didn't know the individual's identity. So it's difficult, well, it's impossible really to lay a criminal complaint or any other form of complaint without knowing the individual's identity. But the, the crux of my, of my complaint and what I want Saru to address is the issue that there are no procedures that the South African Rugby Union has when an individual is discriminated against in that, in that way, when an individual is racially abused in that way. There's no protocol whatsoever. And if you can compare this, it's comparable. If you look at other progressive sporting codes and leagues, you look at the FA. They have very comprehensive rules and regulations and protocols that they have in which complainants can address issues of this nature and matters are normally dealt with quite swiftly. I had to resort to sending email communication to the president of SARU and the CEO of SARU and and I I didn't receive a response. This email would have been sent on the 23rd of October last year. I did not receive a response. And thereafter, after about a period of about seven days, I officially laid a complaint with the, with the South African Human Rights Commission. And that is what essentially led to the hearing that we had today. Were you disappointed that it took so long to get a response from Saru? Of course. As, as, as a citizen, as, as, a, as a rugby patron, as, as a person who frequents stadiums all the time, you would expect that the, the highest-ranking official in rugby in the country would be amongst the first to respond when there's an issue of this nature. But there was no response to mine. In fact, they only responded to the South African Human Rights Commission, not to me, mm-hmm. which, which, was quite, which was quite disappointing. Was it your first time that you've experienced something like this at Loftus or just at a rugby game? Because I'll speak about myself. I was at Loftus uh, about two years ago, and I was told that Sundowns is not playing here. I'm at the wrong stadium. And oh, yeah. after I shared that on social media, another colleague of ours at SABC says he was trying to get into the commentary boss, a box, rather, and this young boy, couldn't have been older than 12, said to him using the K-word that you can't go in there. Your kind of people are not allowed in there. And it seems like people have experienced this kind of, 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 of racial abuse. Yes, I, I have witnessed, let me tell you, I have witnessed a spectator refer to a player on the field as a bloody bossman. Okay, the, I, have, I have people that I interact with within the rugby fraternity who, who have had similar instance, um, incidents such as yours, where a person goes to watch a, 
a rugby match. It was Argentina versus the Springboks in 2016. They get to the stadium and they're told, well, no, the soccer is on Tuesday. Mm. There are individuals that I've spoken to who have said that, who have said that, look, they were told to go back to the bush. In fact, one of my friends that I was with on the day, on the, on the 6th of October, reports to me that at some point during that day, as we were, it was outside the stadium, but within the vicinity of the stadium, a banana peel was actually thrown in our direction, and that was followed by laughter. Wow. And, and there are, I have no doubt, countless other um, you know, incidents that have occurred um, in rugby. And I find that over the last few years, the last few years, I found the, the atmosphere to be quite antagonistic to black rugby support. We've got Ache that's called us from Valcom. Thanks for holding on, Ache. Good evening. Very late compliments, Abby. So how are you? Thank you. Same to you, Ache. We are fine. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, thank you. Um, advocate, what I could say, I, I immediately you said you got some resolutions. I decided to call without even listening what you are going to say. Because I put it to you that when you got there to that meeting, you got captured as advocate. When you got there to that meeting, you went into details knowingly and knowing that you are not going to tell the people, the masses of the of SAM and ASM, what happened there. I am saying to you, I've been in rugby world since I'm in a pre, I'm in a pre first World Cup in South Africa. There were decisions which were taken that how rugby would be followed. Madiba was part of that when wearing that number six. There are the thousand and one issues happening in, in rugby. For example, listen weekly to I mean our sister radio station, Radio 2000, about the commentators making such a big noise. Rugby this, rugby this, Erasmus this, Erasmus is jack of all trades. But you decide when uh, I, mean, uh, I mean a good advocate not to inform the people, the people who are listening to the, this I mean, uh, program, who would like to know that, I mean, because now this is a station for the informed, you've got to understand that. But when you hide issues, advocate, why, why did you even bother to come to the station when you're not going to tell us what is it that you are there? Because I'm saying a cop card in the sense that you are leaving us knowing nothing. We know that there are still issues in rugby. For example, it's an all-white establishment. Advocate, you decide to remain captured and not tell us about the human rights which are I mean, I mean, uh, being I mean, uh, decried by uh, I mean, uh, Okay, Ajay, we're going to have to time. leave it there for the sake of time. I'm going to get the advocate to respond, but we just want to take Eddie in Cape Town quickly. Eddie? Uh, yes. Thanks, thanks, man. I think I concur with the gentleman that just called. You know, Taris. The, 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 the guys that, like, like yourselves who um, have got the platforms, like the advocate, we've got the platforms, and all of these things, you know, they, they basically are abating this racial abuse that goes on. Because then what happens to those that don't have platforms like this? You know, I listened to Kaya Malotana on Robert Marawa at some point, being asked whether he has ever been discriminated as a player. 
And his answer was, no, he understands the culture there. The reason why Yoshimangas and all these guys couldn't make it into the Springbok was because they don't know the culture. And I'm thinking, this is a black guy who got in there because of BEE, and he says these guys don't have... Um, 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 the culture. Okay, I'm going to have to leave it there, Archie, because I want the advocate to respond. I think your comments are very similar. Advocate, what's your response? They're saying you captured. Is this matter over? Is it still ongoing? Nothing. I mean, nothing can be further from the truth. So mm-hmm. the whole thing, capturing thing, I mean, it's absolutely not true. I did not take a decision that I'm not going to speak about matters pertaining to resolutions that were taken at the meeting, okay? That is something that is applicable due to the protocols of the South African Human Rights Commission, not Lungasio. Lungasio did not take that decision. All I am doing is that I am abiding by the laws and procedures that have been stipulated. This, however, does not mean that there isn't going to be an announcement about the resolutions that have been taken. In fact, okay, so it doesn't mean that at all. That will happen. All that this means is that I cannot state at this particular stage what had transpired there. But it doesn't mean nothing will be forthcoming in the coming months on this on this issue. So the whole idea that a person who actually takes the initiative out of their own volition, as an active citizen of this country, um, is captured. I mean, it's, it's basically victimizing the person who becomes a complainant. I am a complainant. The matter is ongoing, and it's still being pursued. The only issue is that there are certain disclosures mm. that cannot be made now. And all I would ask for is, is for a bit of patience in this regard. Okay. And a bit of we have to leave it there, Advocate Sio. And uh, we did also reach out to the Human Rights Commission and exactly what Advocate Sio said, that they also said that they cannot speak to us about this matter and also Saru said they cannot speak to us about this matter. Uh, but the advocate was the one that was able to come on air and just to explain to us where this case comes from and uh, and, uh, and basically what's going to happen going forward. They say we can expect an announcement in the next few months, but we'll keep you updated as we go along. But our time is up. Thank you for joining us. My name is Tabiso Musia.